Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the City Chatter Podcast, the podcast for the City of Grand Forks. I'm John Bernstrom, Public Information Officer for the City of Grand Forks. On this Friday afternoon, November 3rd, we're in November. So, uh, yeah, look out at that one. Our guest this week, uh, Council Member Ward 3, Brett Weber. Brett, thanks for being here. Hi, John. Good to see you again. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's been a couple of days. It's been a couple of days. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, just a couple of days ago. I kind of forget about that. Um, so, it, okay, before we get into the, the groundbreaking stuff, you survived Halloween? Uh, did well. Yeah. Um, uh, I did make an emergency uh, candy run to uh, my son who lives around the corner. Oh, that's handy. He's on Belmont. Which oh. was, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful community circus on Halloween. Um, I'm right around the corner. We, we had a couple of kids. Really? Yeah. I had 53. Did you? 53, and we're, yeah, I'm not on Belmont. That, that, no. that, that, that Belmont, I'm going to call it a circus. It, it it's looks, a delightful community service. It's it looks great. amazingly fun. Uh-huh. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was, uh, I, I was kind of lucky that he ran out of candy because I had a bunch of candy that I'd bought, so I was able to mm-hmm. make use of it. And it uh, gave me a chance to go walk through the circus yeah. there. And it was great. Uh, it was much faster to walk. You didn't want to drive nope, along Belmont. Nope, nope. Yeah. Dri- driving there. And there were, uh, I'm guessing, some uh, young guys from the Greek Society uh, who were out directing traffic. Uh, shout out to them. Yeah, could, I can't remember what they used to call themselves, but yes, yeah, so I saw them, and I think it was at, on Belmont between 13th and 4th. They had a crossing guard at every intersection. Yeah. No, good for them. Kudos. Good Great. for them. Well, uh, let's get into it a little bit um, from some city council mem- uh, matters, and then we're going to get back to Halloween. Okay. Um, coming up. There's the, some candy questions. There's some candy up. questions yeah, coming right. up. Yeah. Um, in, in the city council meeting that you have coming up, uh, items that were discussed at committee, the whole, one of those is coming up is there's going to be a, a, f- a final vote for this year on snowmobile routes uh, with it, within the Greenway. Uh, there is a separate ad hoc committee brought forward before city council. Where, where, where did that land? Uh, specifically, what, what is going to be voted on and uh, your views on it? The, I, I believe the vote will uh, continue to stick with keeping the routes as they were at the beginning of, of last year, before sure. the changes. Uh, when this first came up last year, um, I... I, I'm down on the Greenway at least once every day, often twice a day. Um, I, I kind of jokingly say it's the favorite room of my house. Uh, it's a wonderful amenity for the city. And I'm down there all year round. Uh, I went skiing over 100 times last year. Um, I only know that because my son has tech on his phone. And uh, he and I went out a lot together and uh, he had almost 100, and I was out there more often than him. Good for you. So I, I like the skiing. Um, you know, uh, frankly, I am frequently sharing that, especially uh, in the evening, um, with, with uh, an occasional snowmobiler. Um, and so when this came up, I wasn't thrilled about it, but I was open to the discussion. So uh, myself and uh, Council Member uh, Lunsky met with one of the key members of the, the snowmobile club to see, you know, let's have a dialogue and talk about it. That individual um, uh, withdrew himself from the conversation because of the way things just blew up and got out of hand and got crazy, um, including uh, some misrepresentation of that conversation that we had. Uh, Now, I had asked as part of our uh, open dialogue about this, should we consider... 
banning snowmobiles completely from the the city as as other cities in sure. the state have done. It was it was a question, and then I was portrayed as oh Weber is trying to kill um, uh, snowmobiles throughout the city. I was actually looking for some possibility of a compromise situation, and it it just never happened. And uh, and and it would be a difficult compromise anyway. Um, one of the things that I think is, is a possibility, um, and this is certainly done in other cities, including Winnipeg, to the north of us. If you go up to Winnipeg um, here in, in a couple months, you will see a, a, a small city that they set up out on the river. Uh, pop-up restaurants, art galleries, uh, playgrounds for the kids, um, skating uh, rinks, you know, mile-long skating rinks and, and skiing. Um, and uh, I, I hope that someday we will uh, more fully embrace uh, the Red River. It's, it's an amazing amenity, as is the Greenway. Um, so the reality is, while some people get upset when I say this, there are snowmobilers on the river. Uh, once the ice is solid, uh, I'm down there skiing, the deer are down there crossing back and forth, and the fox and everyone else, and there are snowmobilers down there. And they, they create kind of a nice highway, um, and we kind of coexist down there together. If, if we were talking about the possibility of access points to the river, the river provides a fantastic uh, north-south route. Now, I realize that um, uh, you don't want to take a snowmobile or your skis uh, across a dam. Uh, that, that's dangerous. Yep. You don't want to go out there when the ice is questionable. In fact, you don't want to go ice fishing when the ice is questionable. But... Um, that would be one uh, possibility that's been taken off the, the table. It's not to be discussed. So um, bottom line, uh, we're, we're not going to, to change anything about the route, which means there will be no legal snowmobiles sure. um, uh, you know, south of, of Demers along the Greenway. Um, I was out skiing uh, Sunday night. It wasn't great skiing, but I was able to do a, a short ski. I've been out fat tire biking Um and already there have been snowmobiles uh, down there. I haven't seen them, sure. but, uh, but their tracks are, mm-hmm. are obvious. So uh, Kanowski, Lincoln Park, there have been snowmobiles. Um, so do you want to talk about this anymore? Well, well just, yeah. just a quick question. There are these topics that come up um, I, periodically. Sometimes, and I'll be the first to admit, oh, I didn't expect that one to be that intense or that content. As a council member... I'm assuming you've heard from those that are pro-snowmobile and those that are anti-snowmobile, or anti-snowmobile route on the south end. I shouldn't say anti-snowmobile, right? right. Just good, good, good um, distinction. An- yeah. Anti-snowmobile on the, on the south end of the greenway. Um, do you have a percentage you heard more from one side or the other? Was it 50-50 from your standpoint as a council member? I realize every council member may be a little bit different. Uh, overwhelmingly, it was people opposed to snowmobiles on the greenway. Okay. Yeah. yeah it, no, it just it's... It's one of those things where it gets, it gets you know, you, whether it's on radio or you're reading online or something like that, those are dangerous places to be sometimes. Understand that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and you, you hear people say, well, I've heard this. Have you? Because I live in my bubble, too. I can tell you all about Schrader Middle School because yes. <laughs> that's my world right, right now. Don't ask me about Discovery or, okay. or Valley or anything. You know, we, we, all have our, we all have our bubbles, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, do you ever ride snowmobile? I, here's the deal. I'm not a snowmobile rider. My neighbors are. I, I actually mm-hmm. ask them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, 
what's what's the like i was asking him and and uh, he was he was kind of going back and forth and just like oh, i can see where they're going at he brought up this and i think this is fair um i grew up in minnesota where you can pretty much ride your snowmobile from the canadian border almost to minneapolis and never leave a trail they they trail that whole state up but it's i believe those trails whether it's the states or the counties but they're interconnected right if there was a connection on the south end of grand forks i i uh, you go to the south end of the Greenway. You come out. You come out to nothing. You, right. you, you don't connect to a, a larger county trail. If it were to connect to something, I, I, I would be like, boy, that's a hard. You're you know, filling a gap with within their connection, and that and that's. I, I'll say this: is a better argument. I, my two cents. My two sure. cents. Who, sure. who knows? Um, uh, Snowmobiles are fun. It, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I snowmobile, and uh, I don't own a machine, but I, I, I've, mm-hmm. I've played around, and uh, it's fun to go fast on them. <laughs> right. Yes. And and that's that was the that was not one so thing fun that came to up. go slow on them. Sure. They're kind sure. of noisy and smelly if you go slow. Yep. Um, uh, recently at a city council meeting, uh, you guys had a presentation from Epitome Energy. That's the soybean crushing plant that's proposed the looking up kind of by our landfill of of putting something in. There's talk of coming forward before the end of the year with a development agreement. We've gone through this before, and it actually, I, I don't care what listeners say, it worked for the city. Um, you, you, from your standpoint, with a development agreement coming forward, what are you looking for in that? What are, what are some things that you hope to see in that development agreement? Let's go back to what you said a second ago. It worked for the city. Yes, um, it did. Uh, Fu Feng, uh, love it or hate it, the reason the city shut down that, that development was because of the development agreement. Uh, when one of the issues came up, uh, that was that was the deal breaker, and that's what we said was happening all along. If the Jerry Springer show had never happened around Fu Feng, and that uh, issue came up on the development agreement, the the deal would have right. ended. It was yep. the de- development agreement that mm-hmm. that drove that whole process, and so it's it's right and proper that we uh, do that for uh, uh, another large development like Epitome, and um, and and uh, we have good experience with it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Mr. Gaustad, the city attorney, knows how to put these together. We, uh, as a council, have experience uh, reviewing them and, and uh, have some understanding of them. Uh, so what are the issues? Actually, uh, they're almost, uh, other than the, the foreign international uh, aspect of, of ownership, um, it's almost all the same de- deals. Um, uh, we're, we're concerned about traffic. Uh, we're concerned about rail traffic. We're concerned about air quality. We're concerned about smell, about noise. Uh, we're concerned about plume. Um, it's it's uh, water quality, water availability. It's the same uh, checklist. So there'll probably be uh, roughly 20 points that we'll be uh, looking at. And uh, all of those have uh, very clear metrics about uh, how you, you go through. There's uh, uh, permitting uh, processes related to most of them. And so um, it, it's a good process. I will say this, uh, just from the recent history of Grand Forks and going forward, businesses like this come forward to Grand Forks, they don't know what to expect. Yes, and I think um, when you're in business, one of the things you want from uh, government and regulatory agencies uh, that you're working with is predictability. And we have demonstrated that uh, it's a very business-friendly community, but uh, we do have uh, this very predictable uh, process. And I think that well, I don't think I've heard directly from uh, Epitome 
um, and, and their uh, organizers uh, that they appreciate that very much about the city. They know what they're they know who they're dealing with and what they're dealing with. No, that, that's yeah. good. That's good. Um, so, with potential of bringing people in with jobs, I know this discussion came up during budget time with the mayor of Grand Forks talking. We have the jobs. We we want people here for the jobs. Part of that is quality of life. Coming up here in about ten days, there is a vote regarding sales tax. Uh, directly addressing quality of life. Um, I'm going to make you say it as opposed to me say it, but can you talk about the vote that's coming up here on November 14th? This is to extend an existing sales tax. Um, This is the sales tax, the the three-quarter percent sales tax that was originally set up to help us create Alaris. Uh, I was not around uh, for that vote. I didn't move to Grand Forks till 2005, so Alaris had already been built. But clearly we, uh, we know... That that was uh, contentious uh, at the time, and uh, and continued to be contentious um, even through uh, my first years on the council. Uh, but the last the last five years or so, I think it's been quite obvious that uh, this was a win for the city. The Alaris was, and uh, we uh, it's been profitable. It's been a great am- amenity. It brings in a sales tax and, and uh, enhances quality of life, etc. Uh, but one of the concerns about the Alaris Center is uh, ongoing uh, maintenance. And so this three-quarter percent sales tax helps to assure that that wonderful amenity will uh, stay uh, healthy and, and maintained into the future. Of course, the additional uh, uh, piece of the three-quarter percent sales tax would be the development of these sports facilities, uh, an aquatic and indoor turf facility. Um, we need to uh, bring in... Uh, people from out the region. We even have a responsibility to the region to offer these kinds of amenities, which helps bring sales tax revenue to the community. It helps bring in uh, a workforce development, uh, uh, which we we have jobs. We need workers, um, and uh, most importantly, it it provides quality of life enhancement for our, our citizens and taxpayers. This is uh, year round all ages, uh, healthy activity, um, uh, fantastic development. So uh, that's what the, the vote is about, uh, and we'll, we'll see that, how that goes on the, the 14th, right? Yeah, uh, no, November 14th, uh, voting is at the Alara Center, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and again, it's uh, voting to a yes vote, extends the three-quarter percent sales tax beyond 2029, uses to Alara Center capital uh, capital improved capital maintenance, and then health and wellness facilities. No vote keeps a three quarter percent sales tax there until twenty twenty. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Right. So, um, uh, Attorney Dan Gosted, uh, if he's listening, uh, facts, sir. That's, that's, we're we're that's, talking facts, here. right? Right. You can you can say other things. I can't. I can't. Um, so I, I think that it would be a, a wonderful amenity uh, for the community if, if that that's the one thing that I maybe said. Sure. So okay. Beyond facts. No, no, November fourteenth. No, that's a fact. That this is- would be a wonderful amenity for the community. It would be uh, a, a yeah. healthy option year-round indoor activity for uh, for all ages. That's a fact. Yep. Yes. Uh, uh, another fact out of this: uh, it's it's turf, pool, courts. Part of the pool thing is UND. We have the only really competition pool in Grand Forks is Hislop Pool. UND has made it known, I believe it's 2025, that yes, they're, they're going to tear Hislop down. Right, right. So, um, el- elsewhere... Uh, pickleball. 
Oh, pickleball. There we go. Did we say pickleball? Pickleball. We didn't. Yeah. We Does didn't. anybody out there play pickleball? I, they, they might think I that this is a good idea. I don't. I played some tennis in my past. I've never played pickleball. I, I was, I'll try it sometime. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, I wanted to ask you this. Okay. That, that event side, you've lived in more areas than just here. And this is the tough part when it comes when you're talking about uh, workforce development. You're talking about quality of life. Is Quality of life for you is different than quality of life for me. And quality of, Pick the person. So in the, in the places you, you've lived, it, has quality of life shifted? Like, or was what was important in one spot is now maybe less important, or, or I, I, I now have kids, so this is important, or I, I don't have mm-hmm. kids anymore, so this is important. I, I bring that up because quality of life is different for everybody. So I moved here, what, in my uh, early 40s, and uh, uh, quality of life at that point... Was it that much different than my early 20s? Well, I moved from uh, mountain states. So I, used to, I, w- I was a mountaineer before moving sure. to the Red River Valley. Not right. a lot of mountaineering here. But uh, the mountaineering, uh, rock climbing, uh, backcountry skiing, all of those things uh, helped, were an excuse to go outside. Sure. And one of the things that I get to do here in Grand Forks on a daily basis that I wasn't able to do in Colorado or Utah it was hard to go outside every day because um, I had to get in my car and drive to go skiing in Colorado. It was a two-hour drive to go skiing. Sure. Um, I kind of throw my skis over my shoulder, walk a block and a half, and I'm on the greenway. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the outdoor amenities here, uh, year-round, John, yes, year-round, yep. uh, fantastic. Um, and uh, so that's, that's a huge quality of life for me. Another uh, aspect of the, the quality of life. Another thing that I, I say often, and uh, people will laugh at me, unless they've lived somewhere where this isn't present, Grand Forks has really clean air. And that, sure. that might not seem like much unless you've lived somewhere that doesn't have clean air. Uh, I've lived in Denver, Colorado. I lived in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, and both of these communities, especially in the winter, they have a hard time uh, a challenging time with uh, with air pollution, and, and, and uh, I think we got a huge taste of that this last summer, of what it's like to live with bad air. Mm-hmm. Imagine uh, having that year round rather than uh, just uh, you know uh, the, the the episodic uh, situation we had this summer. So so access to the outdoors, um, clean air, um, and uh, Ward 3, one of the great things about Ward 3 is it's a very walkable community. I can walk around in my neighborhood. I have access to the greenway I've already talked about. I'm just a couple blocks from downtown and uh, all the wonderful things that downtown has to offer. Um, these are quality of life things that you would look for anywhere. Uh, access to the outdoors, uh, an opportunity for movement, uh, for walking and, and fresh air. Um, clean air um, and accent, access to uh, you know uh, shopping, dining, etc. So, um, Grand Forks has a far greater quality of life than people realize. Now, I'm one of the crazies who likes to go out when uh, when it gets to be 30 below. Sure. I'm I'm curbed in some of my activities. I'll go out a couple of times so I have bragging rights. But 25 below, look out. <laughs> well, you know, uh, 10, 15 below certainly. I'm I'm out there. It's great. Uh, there's no bad weather, just bad gear. So I have good gear sure. and I can go out. Uh, it's not for everyone, and so uh, that's why it's important to have uh, indoor activities for all ages. And so quality of life 
would also include things like the indoor sports uh-huh. complex. Yes. My, my father used to say, um, when it's hot out, you can only take so many clothes off. When it's cold out, you can you just, just, keep put put, more you just keep on. putting it on. Yes, keep and keep on. moving, as long as you keep moving. That's right. Uh, so I bike to, to campus from, da- from my home near downtown. Uh, my wife will drive to campus. Um, I can often beat her to campus because she has to drive around looking for parking. Mm-hmm. And then she has this terrible freezing walk from her car to the building. I get to pull right up to the front <laughs> right door. To the door. I'm all warm and toasty from moving, and it's good. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Uh, you mentioned uh, Ward 3, uh, yeah. specifically downtown. Um, I, I work downtown, so it's you know, things I see every day. There's a lot going on down there, and by a lot going on, there's cranes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a... Uh, I, I will say this um, as a person who's worked downtown for 17 years. The amount of activity downtown the past three years is, I'll, I'll call it amazing. Can you talk about just, there's a hotel about to open up. There's a couple other buildings going up. Just the transition that downtown has gone through. I think that I need to make a reservation for next Valentine's Day for um, the Olivan Hotel. Because I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be incredibly popular. I, I think uh, it is, yeah. So if not before then, I, right. I should be uh, setting up that reservation. It sounds like a, a fun evening. Uh, yeah, incredible things happening downtown. Uh, uh, downtown uh, grocery store. Um, again, I... I live close to downtown i work on campus so i get to roll through downtown a couple times a day uh great convenience being able to stop in there but all of the development and and it's a long ways from being over we've got the uh, water Mm. treatment facility uh that whole area promises to be another which is huge development blocks Blocks, plural to be developed down there um and we'll, we'll see what happens with that um the there has been a tremendous amount of activity, especially over the last uh, five years or so. A lot of that um, really gets its impetus from um, the Arbor Park. Mm-hmm. I miss Good Arbor point. Park. Um, uh, but uh, that helped to spur on a level of development and more people living downtown. That, that's fantastic. It also is a development that stands on the shoulders of... Uh, those uh, city leaders uh, during the flood and in the immediate aftermath of the flood who uh, helped uh, the city overall, the downtown, all of that uh, survive and thrive. And so uh, while it's nice to take credit for some of the decisions that have been made over the last uh, eight, eight, ten years, um, we have to recognize that all of that was made possible by uh, the brave folks who... who, who, who citizens and city leaders who, who kept Grand Forks alive after the, the flood. And that, that's probably as a as a elected official in, in Grand Forks, elected official anywhere, that's probably the best compliment you, you can give. Yes, there's things, you, the day-to-day stuff that you do as a council member, but to have 20 years from now say, boy, that decision they made in 20, 2021, boy, that, look where we're at now. That's uh, about as good a compliment as you can get, right? And I hope that's the case, and I believe I, I suspect it will be. Yep. Um, also in Ward Three, uh, elementary yeah. school in Ward Three, Phoenix Elementary. Yes. And there's been discussion for a long time whether it's been tied to a bridge. Uh, this is not a bridge discussion here, but just uh, I'm, I'm going to use the term transportation safety, but it's it's not tied to it's not all cars, it's not all people, it's it's everything. Uh, there's currently a study going on taking a look at what are way, ways and things that can be done around Phoenix. There's a, a meeting coming up next week. Can, can you talk a little bit about some of the things that are being looked at? So this is uh, part of a long series of uh, uh, um, 
information gathering, uh, engagement with the community about this. Uh, in fact, uh, over the last 11 years, when we have had ward meetings in, uh, in Ward 3, yeah. um, the, the number one thing that we've talked about is uh, traffic at, at, at Belmont and, and, uh, and Forth there, and especially around Phoenix Elementary. So we've been talking about this for a long, long time. Um, in, you're right. Independent of uh, any kind of discussion about bridges, this is uh, an issue that, that we're looking at. And one of the things that's emerging for me from the information that we've gathered is that even independent of future potential traffic counts, there are improvements in the traffic flow right around there um, uh, that, that can be made to, to make it safer for our, our kids there. Um, and a lot of that traffic um, comes from parents picking up and dropping off their kids. Uh, I, I understand why parents want to do that, um, but it also is kind of a compounding problem. You want your kid to be safe, so you decide to drop your, your child off and pick them up at school, but you're contributing to the problem by doing that. Right. There are ways for us to improve the traffic flows, the pick-up and drop-off points around there uh, to make that smoother, less, less time-consuming, and safer for the kids. So I'm excited about some of the, the proposals that are coming forward. Uh, there is a meeting coming up, uh, a public input meeting, uh, next Wednesday, November 8th, uh, starting at 4.30 at, at uh, Phoenix Elementary. Um, I just got this information yesterday. Um, okay. And it uh, looks like this discussions and these is going on to a, a phase two. I, I think part of it is just narrow. We heard everything. You know, here, here, let's let's narrow down and let's focus on these things. And, and some of that discussion is going to happen next week. Not sure if you're aware, you have a, a meeting in your ward next Wednesday. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I get lots of emails on that, so yeah. it, um, I do whatever my calendar tells me to. So it's on my calendar, and I'll be there. Yeah. Sure. Um, okay. Now, now it's it's time for the fun stuff, <laughs> okay. right? All right. Sure. Now this is what you're scared of. Yes, yeah, so uh, I've been sweating this. What we're scared of. We just had Halloween. Yes. Right? I, I had 53 kids in my house. You talked. You, you were one block away from, from the... The circus. The, the community the, circus. The community circus. The delightful that, community circus. And that's a positive yeah. thing. Yes, That's a positive thing. Um, so I have some info. Don't, don't look here. Don't look okay. here. All right? This is according to the National Retail Federation. Now, the, these numbers have probably been firmed up, but these were estimates for 2023. How much money was spent in Halloween candy in 2023? The number I have is an estimate, but it's going to be pretty close. $2.3 billion. 3.6 billion, okay. billion with okay. a B. So I only missed by $1.3 billion. The fact that you got in the billions, yes. I was proud of Because okay. my, my, when I saw okay. that number, I'm like, billion? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. The, uh, and then I also... How much went, is that for every man, woman, and child? Oh, yes. man, I have no idea. Yeah. That's breaking that down. I also, How much of your... Did you eat your share? I, well, I ate currently eating my shit. Yes, yes, okay. Yes. It goes there, on for a while. Hey, heads up. There's a there's a parent tax at our house. Yes, okay. <laughs> I've heard about the parent tax. That means the big bars. You get the big bars? Oh, That's the parent tax? Sh- okay. Yep, yeah. Okay. My kids might watch. Okay. <laughs> That's right. When there's a lot of candy, they don't know what's missing. Okay. When it gets less okay. and less, then they start counting. Okay. Then they start counting. Yeah. Um, so all parents out there, please just give the, 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 the mini- Candy. It would be easier for everyone, right? Yeah. Um, I went to the uh, website candystore.com. Okay. Uh, so they, I believe this is a large distributor of candy, so they have a good measurement of what's popular where. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, they have this for every state. So in the state of North Dakota, I was surprised by these, yes. but then I also have the national. What are the top three candies for the state of North Dakota? Is Reese's one of them? 
not, not. That's where my head went to. Okay. Um, 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 uh, let's go with... Um, one of them uh, is a controversial one. Oh. By controversial, I mean people either like it like or it they or hate, hate it. it. Is it... Uh, so it's not going to... Uh, I'm, okay. I'm at a loss. Thanks. N- number three. I, yes. I, when I saw this list, I'm like, I wouldn't have gotten okay. any of those. Okay. Number three is Jolly Ranchers. Oh. I was surprised by that. Surprised by that. Yeah. Number two is the controversial one. Candy corn. Candy corn is controversial because it's not wrapped? Well, I think it's controversial from the standpoint of those that like it, like it. Those that don't like it, don't like it. There's oh. no in between. Oh, everybody likes candy corn. See, so you're, you're on the like side. Yes. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I like it too. Yes. Right? My kids hate it. So. Oh. <laughs> So, oh, yeah. Did, you're not raising them right. <laughs> you can't be perfect. It, it, we all have shortcomings. Put parents. candy corn in a jar of peanuts. Yes. Mm. Lights I'm out. There. I'm Lights there. out. Number one for North Dakota. Yes. This is what surprised me. Hot tamales. Oh, this is according okay. to candystore.com. Okay. Now, we, we don't make Jolly Ranchers in town, so I can say this. Um, I, I like to run races. Uh, oh, sure. Foot races. Yep. Yep. And they often give Jolly Ranchers. It's just a shot of sugar. Yeah, no, I, I, give me some candy corn or hot tamales. <laughs> there I, we there. go. So I'm, I'm with one and two. So, so that's, the, that's the North Dakota number? Yes. I have the top ten for the country. and we, we, we're not, but, but your first guess was, was Reese's from Reese's, North Dakota. They're in the top ten. That's number one in the country. In the country, okay. Followed by, and, excuse me, Reese's Cups. Reese's Cups, yes. Yep. yes. Uh, followed by M&M's. Sure. Uh, chocolate or, or peanut? Ooh, it just said M and M. I wonder if it lumps uh, them all together. Uh, I mean, that's that's it pretty. Might lump them all together. That's pretty naive to think that they're the same. They're, they're they are definitely they're different. Different candies. Um, hot tamales is number three. Okay, followed by Skittles. Yeah. Sour Patch Kids. Yes. Oh, that one never got me. Oh, I'm a, yes. Yeah. I, I like the Sour Patch Kids. Yep. Sure. Starburst. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Now, now we're getting into my territory. Uh, chocolate. Hershey Kisses. Okay. Yep. Candy corn uh, in the top 10. Nice. Uh, Hershey Minis. You know, you get those bags where it's a mini crunch bar. Or a mini, Had right? those at my house. I was handing those out. Yep. Yeah. And then Snickers. And Snickers. Always always right. a good go-to. So, yeah. so the national list I get, the state yeah. list, and I was like, Surprising. Yeah, nothing but chocolate yes. in my house. But, yeah. Uh, who's, who's, who's skewing that around the state, I wonder? I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, what, what are they doing out west? Yeah. <laughs> What are they doing out west? Okay, uh, speaking of the state of North Dakota, one last thing. The state of North Dakota just had its birthday yesterday. The state of North Dakota was incorporated November 2nd, 1889. Okay. Now, here's the question. We were incorporated with South Dakota. We came in at the same time. Okay. The 39th and 40th states. Which was 39th and which was 40th? No one knows. It was signed by President (laughs) Ben Harrison. Okay. And he never disclosed which one he signed first. Oh, yeah. Politicians, they're sneaky. Aren't, aren't they sneaky? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and just some, this one makes, so we talked about, uh, you know, the potential soybean crushing plant coming to town. You know, yes. uh, what do they call it? Uh, um, agribusiness and stuff like that is is, is big deal. Value-added ag. Value-added ag, thank you. 90% of the North Dakota land area is either farms or ranches. Yes. And I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you've made the drive out west. Or, or just on the way out there. That, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, and then this is an interesting one. North Dakota is home to more wildlife refuges than any other state. We have 63. My. Um, 
Now it's by a number rather than square miles or something. It, right? it, or when, it goes by number. Yeah, by it, right. that's just it didn't give the interweb didn't tell me okay. how they met. <laughs> did you make it out to Kelly Slough this year at all? I, I nope, I did ah, not. Always I, check it out in the spring. It's a, it's a wonderful place. And, and another yeah. one that we we talk about as a family. Now my kids go because they have various activities. They go to Turtle River State Park. Just one of those gems, yes. right? Just right yep. down the road. Love it. And we're just like, this is awesome. And then we're like, need to come back again. And then two years later, how come we haven't? <laughs> you know? uh, no, we made it out several times this year. Um, however, uh, I enjoy going out there. But the Greenway, let's, let's right bring it full circle. Uh, how many different animals have you seen on the Greenway? I, I, so I live, uh, much like you, I live about a block and a half away from the Greenway. Right. Um, in the Greenway, uh, beaver, fox, some raccoon. Um, in my front, we, we, we had a... Uh, a family visit last weekend, so we drove to Warren. Okay. And on the drive mm. back, I'm just like, hey, kid, my kids aren't used to country driving, right? I'm just like, hey, keep your eyes out for deer. I think we saw two. And then mm. we got down my street on Chestnut. Yes. Four, right down, the middle, right, in the, right down <laughs> yes, the middle of the yes, road. Yes. Four of them. Very healthy deer. Yeah. Uh, deer, beaver, uh, fox, raccoon. Fisher? Have you seen um, a fisher down there? I have not. I've seen a fisher down there? I have not. There. Yeah. Um, uh, bald eagle. Yep. Yeah, Baldy. Uh, 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 great horned owl and barn owls. Uh, see them down there quite regularly on uh, by Kanowski. Uh, there's a fox has a den uh, just off of Kanowski Park that oh. we see regularly. Yeah, the the noise uh, that a fox makes in the middle of the night is yes. is, is yes. blood curdling a little bit. Yeah, uh, to uh, to a point, I had a neighbor call me. Yes, because he thought it was my daughter screaming. <laughs> Well, it, it's kind of a cross between a dog barking and a cat meowing and, and, and a screech and, all and at a the screech same time. all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we went off the rails from... That's okay. Yeah. See, but if we're talking about uh, wildlife refuges, I'm just... The, the Greenway. It's a yeah. wonderful, wonderful it, amenity for it, our community. It is wonderful. And, and, and Quality to, of life. To, we'll to that point, I'm yes. trying to do that with this podcast. It doesn't always have to be about business, right? It good. Can, it can, good, be, good, it can good. be about other stuff as well. Yeah. Brett, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks, John. Thanks for and, doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then thanks for, for making time in your schedule. And then uh, for those of you uh, uh, wondering about previous podcasts, you can go to grandforksgov.com slash podcast. You can see all the podcasts we've done before, including the previous we. Well, one we did with Brett Weber and our next one will be here in a couple of weeks. Hope everyone had a wonderful Halloween and uh, you know, the weather's supposed to turn in our favor here for a little bit. We're continuing to pick up leaves. Everyone back up. I still have some leaves in my yard. I'm hoping to get them out. We're still, we're still picking them up. So everyone's going to be okay. We'll put it this way. Everyone chill out. We're coming. Uh, The city's out picking up leaves today even, right? Uh, We're only in week two. Yes. Yeah, they're going to be going for a few more weeks. A few more weeks. So thank you, everybody. That's where you can find everything. Yep. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye-bye.